0: Everybody, uh, this is the first episode with uh, Andrew Marchetti for Tea with Tom, and uh, we uh, drank our tea and talked about culture,
1: yeah, yeah, and and everything in between (laughs) that came up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, enjoy and let
0: me know what you think, all right.
1: Love is love,
0: love is love. sure yeah Yeah. but uh how you been man you have a lot
1: of shit under contract i do i do uh uh we uh business has been good yeah um you know this whole pandemic you know it's been interesting because i think i i don't know that i'm necessarily that much busier so much as things are just taking longer to close Mm -hmm. so instead of the average 30-day contract i'm seeing like 60 to 90 days so that's 60 to 90 days where you get the pleasure mm-hmm. of hanging on to your your clients and, and working them through that transaction so it's man thankful for good people around me
0: now why is it longer are you doing a lot of new construction now uh, or do you have like a lot of people who are like waiting to move because of
1: all this shit? both mm-hmm. both so i think like in the resale market what i'm seeing is i'm, I'm predominantly seller mm-hmm. and so obviously these stop orders definitely have uh, impacted You know, people who thought they were getting out, you know, we put their house on the market, they were getting out, you know, they were leaving end of May, early June, are now obviously pushed into July. So that just naturally elongates that process. New construction uh, has been picking up, uh, uh, writing a lot of Mm pre-sales, which just takes, you know, seven months, eight months, depending on the process and the builder. Mm. So... People just kind of hanging around a little longer, which is cool. Which yeah,
0: is cool. Are you excited for when everything starts to finally close and then you'll
1: Dude, <laughs> be able to- I get it away. I get it away. You know, the, the transition into new construction listings, one of the things you don't think about is you're used to just, you know, you get a, you get a buyer or you get a, a, a seller and within 30 to 60 days, that kind of closes. Mm-hmm. Well, in new construction, you can write a whole bunch, you know, lots of pending. But you don't get paid on that for like eight months. And so you can be like, wow, you know, I wrote $2 million this week. That's great. I'm doing well. And then the mortgage comes due and you're like, I haven't had any these <laughs> <laughs> Like, I got to do that. Now, what I hear is, and I haven't gotten there yet, but those who are wiser than I am, there's plenty of them, have said that they, when they start to come in, it's yeah. like gravy. You know, because you're still working your day-to-day transactions, your 30 to 60 day ones, and then those pre-sales close, and You're like, oh my goodness, I forgot because I I wrote that. Not that you forget about the transaction. I was gonna say it's like I said
0: it and forget it, but you really don't. you, yeah. you don't forget it. Yeah, but no. you're not not as much energy day to day is going.
1: Right. Because it's a longer process too, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and I I think at least for me, I was naive, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone, you just think that like it's like real estate, right? They tell you like so much of the idea is oh if you just get into real estate you'll open a couple of doors and you'll make a million dollars yeah man none of that's true don't believe that <laughs> for a second i i was naive uh and i thought to myself um if i just get a builder yeah it'll be easy i'll just because I'll you, you think you only have one person to worry about you're good i can handle selling a house it's no problem the builder expects more. If he's going to keep giving you those COs, you know, mm-hmm. and, and everybody loves the builder who pops COs like candies, right? You know, they just hand them out. But there's a lot of work that goes on to that. You know, when they're going to continue to feed your pipeline, they don't, they expect a lot more, and rightfully so. That's not a complaint against any builder who might be watching, watching this. or listening to this, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm not complaining, but the, the level of detail, I mean, this is a, uh, you play an integral role in their business, and they they aren't just going to sit back passively and allow that to happen while you're
0: because it's not like the typical someone's just like selling their home and shit. like right. they're it's not like, okay, well, we're packing up here and moving to California, right. It's like this is his day to day. This is also how he feeds his, his family and yeah. feeds his employees' families. Yeah. And
1: yeah, a lot of times you're you know when you're dealing with the traditional resale or the buyer. It's so much education. Yeah, you know, you're educating them. This is how you sell your property. This is what the process looks like. The builder, um, it's a lot more data driven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more analytics involved. You know, there's there's pretty big big expenditures. If a builder's going to go take on a new subdivision, he's going to have to drop a lot of money. And good businesses don't generally drop a lot of money without a lot. How of How much analytics. money do
0: you think they're dropping? Like when they buy up like all these lots and stuff like. Because they gotta take out notes on that, right? Some, yeah. I, you know. I, and for I, notes, I think, what does notes mean? Notes.
1: Um, so, uh, not I, that I, I don't know, <laughs> obviously, but <laughs> but maybe uh, just in case. Uh, you know, honestly, I, I, it depends on the builder. Some some will do it just cash. You know, mm-hmm. there there are people out there that have that have that opportunity, and that's great. Um, some people have the opportunity, but choose to leverage the bank's money. You know, mm-hmm. and go go take loans. I, I don't know. A ton about the finances behind it, uh, per se. Uh, not enough to speak on camera. Yeah, you know? <laughs> um, you know what I'm looking at in 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 my when I'm presenting to a builder, land um, is what are the comps supporting? What do I think? You know, the market supports that we could build a house there. And then where are where are the gaps in what the market currently has? So if a, if a neighbor you know, if a surrounding area has, um, where where is the need? So yeah. what is the resale market saying the need is? You know, is it a price point? Is it a square footage range? And usually when you start to look at the data, and I lay graphs down and start to look at scatter plots and start to see where the holes are, a lot of times they, they line up really nicely, you know, in a sweet um, price point mm-hmm. in a square footage range. And, and that's usually my advice, whether it's taken or not, you know, remains up to the builder. Right. But, um, it, that's kind of where I'm highlighting, Hey, I, I think there's a, a gap here that we might be able to fit in really nicely. Mm-hmm. That's the idea in a nutshell.
0: And do you feel like the builders educated you more? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more, versus when you usually have to educate your client. Now, you, now they're th- putting you back through school.
1: Every time one of my builders calls, I'm like scrambling for a pen and paper, <laughs> right? And I'm just like jotting down notes because if you aren't learning from every one of those conversations, I don't think you're doing your business justice, mm-hmm. you know? Like they just have such a completely different perspective that that at least for me and my experience as a real estate agent, I had never even thought of, mm-hmm. you know? And I'll be like, oh my goodness, this is a great deal. And in four seconds, they're like, that's a terrible deal and we'd be bankrupt. And you're like, oh, right, I should probably learn something here, (laughs) you know, so, yeah, definitely learn a lot. What was
0: it, was there, like, anything specific about that? Like, you were saying, like, you bring up something you thought was a good idea, and then they were like, yeah, no, Andrew, you can go, fuck off, like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: um, yeah, I mean, I, I never, you know, I guess I didn't think about a lot of the infrastructure that has to go into a neighborhood, Mm -hmm. you know, and so, uh, Uh, You know, I had a situation where I was like, I had found a piece of land and, you know, I I thought it was great. And literally, like, Builder pulls up an aerial from Google, Mm -hmm. looks at the trees and says, that's not buildable land. And in four seconds, shoots down something that I've been working on for like, I don't know, four weeks, right? Literally was like, (laughs) it would cost me X amount of debt. I would have to, without even stepping, without even putting his foot on the dirt was like, I would have to bring in this much dirt. We'd have to do this much. We did, 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 and he's like listing all of these expenses I never thought of.
0: Dude, that's insane. It's, wa- it, it's like wild. the fact that they can just go from Google, like literally just yeah. look at it and just know, like, oh, this many truckloads of dirt, this much lumber. Like the fact that they've been. Yeah. It's one thing to do it, like walking into, like, I guess, like a contractor walking to a project, you know, and they're like, oh, I have to do this. Okay, it's going to be about this much. Yeah. To be able to like price out like an entire subdivision (laughs) in your head within like a few minutes and just be like, yeah, it's not going to Like just to know. Yeah. At
1: that scale. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's it's humbling. I'll say it's (laughs) humbling. That's the word I'm going to use, it's humbling. Because you're like, oh man, I found the diamond in the rough, boy. Like when I show you this, you're going to be like, I'm going to be set for life. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're stupid.
0: He was like, there's no reason why it's not built yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just
1: think everybody else passed on it and mm-hmm. for, for no reason. And you happen to be yeah. The <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but we keep trying. You know, I, I appreciate that the builder's like, I don't, um, the relationships that I have uh, with those guys they and, and gals, they've always done a really great job of being like, okay, this you were wrong about, but this you were right about. Mm-hmm. And just kind of help. Like like a small child, right? You're like, so okay, like, you didn't do this right, but let's guide you this well, you way. Got, you got three out of ten, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and they're like, good job, because last time you only got two out of ten. You know? And you're like, thanks. <laughs> Thank goodness I don't uh, solely like make my living on finding dirt, because it, it's not easy.
0: Yeah, I can imagine that would be a full-time thing. And a lot of driving, too. Well, do you yeah. ever drive out to the properties and stuff and see beforehand just to check to make sure it's like... What you see on Google
1: Maps and shit is like the exact same as... Yeah. As yeah. Um, I, I definitely I, I definitely do, uh, especially as I learn more about like the actual land itself. Mm-hmm. Um, laying eyes and feeling it and looking at the topography and that kind of stuff, albeit far from being an expert by any means, uh, I do lay eyes on it. Also, like, what does the surrounding area support? So you, I mean, we all know in Eastern North Carolina, mm-hmm. you can have like this beautiful neighborhood and then you can have to drive through some some questionable places to get there and that affects value yep. and perceived value by the buyer. And so...
0: do North Carolina is so weird about that. Oh, no, no, no. Like, 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 like in general, like I've driven all the way through the state a few times and yeah. like these highway towns is what I call them and yeah. like, I think someone else probably called them. I'm just copying them. So whatever. <laughs> Credit to that person too. Yeah. But um, these like highway towns and stuff, where it's like, oh, this is really nice, and then two miles later, you're like, I'm not stopping here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, uh, I, I can get gas somewhere else. Right, right.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think we, we have that in Onslow County, right? And I won't name specific names, you know, I love Onslow County, and everything's great. But... Uh... We all we can think of some places where you got some really nice houses it, the house I live in i I, I like my neighborhood mm-hmm. um, but you have to drive through some some interesting places to get there it's just I think that's just the natural maturation of, of onslow County you know yeah. I think thirty years ago it didn't look like this
0: well I mean that's like um oh shit the subdivision right next to me because I live in Montclair right and right next door you can't see because of all the trees there's this Beautiful new neighborhood, new construction still going in. You got just down the road. There's other five hundred thousand dollar houses, which is a lot here. Yeah. Meanwhile, a mile up the road, you got my neighborhood, which is four hundred thousand dollar houses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) No, no, mine's a lot more budget friendly. I I got a budget friendly neighborhood. I heard you're working for
1: 360 Realty nowadays, so you should be affording those four hundred thousand (laughs) dollar houses. Oh man.
0: Yeah, what that? What's Shameless that like Park. now? You um,
1: now you got built. You have a builder, right? You, I do. You, you, so you got the builder. Who I is do. it? I do. Uh, so I represent uh, 70 West Builders. Uh uh-huh. And Treeweed Construction. And Treeweed Construction. Two separate neighborhoods. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. So, what's that like? So, so now, so now you got to manage, um, like my dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Like for uh, everyone doesn't know, uh, I have no one's really the boss of me, but um. <laughs> There are three people. There are three people that can fire me uh, <laughs> <laughs> from my job. Um, Katie is number one. Let's be real clear. <laughs> yeah, so there's four people that yeah. can that can oh, fire me. Oh, did you me. forget Katie? Well, I was including you, Adam, and then. I put Jen with oh, Adam, so yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. I was
1: like, you know, they're married. What she so. meant to say was Katie was number one. Yeah, but yeah. she can't
0: fire me. She can tell me to go find another job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she can make me quit. <laughs> can we change the subject? I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, I think you're great. But
0: yeah, what's that like now? Because now you got to try. I mean, you're not like a helicopter parent. You don't micromanage none of. Neither you or n- nor Adam do. You're pretty good set on that. That's kind of one of. Your guys' big cool. uh, things, it's which big, I enjoy. You know, yeah.
1: I don't, I don't walk on eggshells. That's cool. We like to oh, hear man. that. Yeah, we don't want to. You know, we we are about hiring the right people, mm-hmm. and we believe that when you hire the right people, it, it's unnecessary. First off, I don't have the desire, nor the time, nor the capacity to get involved in the minutia of your day to day. My job is 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 to help where necessary. Mm-hmm. And you know, give feedback where necessary. Man, I I think just as much as maybe you learn from me, I learn from you, right? Yeah. And so it, it's more of a collaborative effort versus a top-down approach. Yeah. Um, managing uh, this year has been interesting. Between opening the firm, uh, you know, just about a year and a half ago, we've now branched into property management and HOA. So we have a a, a sister company there. Uh, And then uh, I've launched a team, the Lighthouse Group, Mm -hmm. so kind of taking my individual real estate business and trying to mold it and and set up a process and a procedure where where, uh, we grow a a small team of individual agents. Uh, So setting that up has been interesting and then uh, obtained um, those... uh, Fostered the relationships with those two separate builders. It's been a hectic year had a baby uh, I didn't have the baby. That'd be weird. No, uh, shout out to my wife Who But who, your who, wife did, did all the work, work you did five minutes, and then I think we're being generous with five <laughs> minutes right? That's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, no uh, uh, Yeah, so we we have about a, a one month old so so uh, man life's been a whirlwind over the last year But man, I wouldn't change it. I it, I'm having a lot of fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah,
0: versus corporate yeah, and insurance claims. Yeah,
1: yeah. I had a great career prior to real estate mm-hmm. in uh, corporate America. I worked for a pretty, pretty large insurance company. What
0: was the company? Are you not allowed
1: to say? Do they make you sign an NDA on your way out? Yeah, there's all kinds of of things that that stop what we can talk about there. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, you know, a large insurance company, and man, they were they were so great to me. And, yeah. and the funny part is, I wish I kind of could say more about them. Because they, I honestly have nothing but the most positive things to say about them. I think they provide great insurance. I think their claims are great. Um, you know, uh, their leadership was fantastic. Uh, man, I I grew there in the eight years that I was there more than I I I don't think there was a better fit for me. Um, got to travel, mm-hmm. got to learn a lot, and uh, uh, really shaped kind of how my my corporate um, it, it really shaped my real estate career mm-hmm. and my business ownership because I got to uh, see how business was done the right way. And uh, man, that was hugely impactful. It's cool. It's cool. And then you kinda started
0: up kinda started I don't know what the fuck am I saying? You, <laughs> you started up, you and Adam started up this
1: firm. Yeah. And
0: whose idea was original? originally? Wasn't it Adam's origi- Like, has 'cause yeah. he'd been doing real estate yeah. for a while.
1: I mean Dude, he's a he's a legacy man. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically I I think how you know, I, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. What I do know is that Adam and I worked together at a firm. And uh, I was I was new uh, and I was hungry. I knew when I got into real estate, I wanted to own my own firm. That was kind of like my five-year plan. Um, I, I knew I wanted to take on that challenge. Um, I think, uh, I know Adam had wanted to do that as well. Uh, and then when we met, um, I sat myself down in his office and just tried to learn all the nuggets that I could. Yeah. Guys like him uh, were super helpful guys like uh, Scott Morrison were super helpful uh, mm-hmm. Brittany Spencer uh, Stephanie Osb I mean the list goes on I can't even like of name, people who've been name doing them it for all. a long ass time long ass time right and and we're just so willing to share like yeah. hey this is this is where I do well mm-hmm. and these are the mistakes you want to avoid so I just started sitting with them and and like just trying to absorb it right mm-hmm. and so I like learned listings from this and and this from this person and that and I just kind of chewed it up and, and spit it out as my own and probably didn't give nearly enough credit. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, and, and so we, we, we had a lot of the same visions of what a firm would look like. Um, and uh, and I think we just connected on that. And then, man, man, within about a year, oh, geez, I don't know, six months to a year, the conversation started rolling about what might it look like if, if this How long was- have you actually been... I guess blow selling, you're gonna Sell. blow up my spot now. Sorry, clients think I've been selling for like 50 years. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, dude, I tell no. everyone how long I've been. I told, <laughs> yeah. I told my first client, I was like, Hey, um, I just got my
0: license. You're literally my first client, so yeah, I hope you're comfortable with that. Yeah. And he's, like, he's like, Yeah, dude, I'm fine with
1: that. I was like, okay, dope. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to admit it, but I will. Uh, I told a client, I was like, Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I was always told play the new card as long as you can, and so, uh, um, I, I did something similar to that. And I don't remember exactly the details, but the client called me out, and they were like, actually, you came as a referral because you sold so-and-so's house, like, six months ago. And I was like, yeah.
0: I, uh, I did that to every yeah. other agent, I'll be honest. When I first started, I was like, hey, this is my first transaction. Yeah. Now, yes and no, I don't say I lied to them, you know, because mm-hmm. I've only been doing this for not even a year and a half yet. Yeah. But um, just, like, I'd tell the other agent, be like, listen, I'm still new, so if you need to teach me something or yeah. something else, you yeah. need something from me. I was yeah. like, don't be afraid to nag me because I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. You know?
1: I don't think that ever goes away. Yeah. I, there's not, I, you know, I can honestly say that, that there's not a transaction that I do where I, I don't usually learn something. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just in the managing of, of people, yeah. right? It doesn't have to be like a... A rule by a loan company or 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 a or a law involved in the real estate transaction. I can learn how to better just communicate, and and there's there's definitely opportunity there. But I've been doing this. Uh, I think I'm in my third year. I was licensed in September. So yeah. So I'm in my third year. Hmm. Third year. So.
0: You already have your own firm, and I don't really think that's anything to be embarrassed about because um, the fact that you've been able to sell so much mm. so quickly here and yeah. how long you've been living here about the same time you've had your real estate license right yeah i've only been here about about four years about four years but the yeah. fact that you're already more knowledgeable than no offense but like like lifers here people yeah. who have been here for a right. while and right. this isn't really i feel like the community where you only know the ins and outs if mm. you're Born and raised here because this is a, this is legitimately one of the most transient communities in the world. Yeah. I mean, this place is held up by, in my opinion, held up economically by the Department of Defense with the Navy and Marine Corps here. Yeah. You know, so everyone's in and out all the time, you know. Um, I feel like it's a place that a lot of people know about and have been to, but don't really talk about. It's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, you've been in New York? Did you go see this? See this? Right. It's like, oh, there's a lot of people have been to Jacksonville right. and know it very well. Right. Yeah. But it doesn't come up in conversation. No, <laughs> it's not exactly the uh, the sexy conversation.
1: Yeah. But I think I think that plays into real estate too because like if I hear one more time an agent being like, oh, I can't be successful because I'm not from here and I don't know I'm anybody. not from here. I was like, when I moved here and I started real estate, Mm. I knew one family. It was my wife's family. And they still, to date, have not bought a house for me. Yeah, I said it. My own family has not <laughs> bought a house for me. Uh, and we were able to, um, through a, a, a lot of different avenues, we were able to build a successful real estate business. And I, I didn't have an SOI, sphere of influence here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, I just would encourage people to not let that be an excuse. Dude, and I think that's remarkable, too, the fact that, and now it's not like
0: I'm not shitting on anyone who's had like a, I don't want to say a head start, but we all start at different places in life. Yeah. We got to no, admit it's not that. Bad. Yeah. Like, good for you. You've yeah. been here for a while. Like, I would cash in on that too. heck yeah. 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 I, I would. Like, I thought sometimes, like, well, shoot, I could get my real estate license back home. My friends are getting older back there. Yeah. I could. Heck, yeah. I could sell a couple of California homes. Heck, yeah. You know, pay
1: for the tickets. Yeah. And then, you know, come here. And i was like, shit. I'll like, open a firm out there. Yeah. 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 yeah that's cool. <laughs> but no, um, no shame in that game. No. Um, and make money, I, boo-boo.
0: Exactly. <laughs> but, like, I I just think it's crazy um, for a lot of us who came with... I mean, I think I had, I had... All right sphere, just because my old unit a couple, you know, Marines yeah. knew me, so they throw people my way, which was nice. That's cool. You know, but like I didn't know any of the like, quote unquote, families here. Yeah. I didn't know there was people whose name held more weight than the others, sure. which I still think is kind of weird that we're yeah. still living in a day and age where <laughs> your name. We are?
1: Yeah.
0: I, I do not know that. I don't know. I, I feel out. like some people, or some yeah. of them, they want to live in those days. Mm-hmm. And I, it's quickly going away, just because yeah. people don't really care anymore.
1: It's like, yeah. you know, oh, you are like, well, I'm from this family. It's like, hmm. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and as the area continues to evolve, those ties get less and less, you know. Yeah. Um,
0: what do you think's going to happen to this family? Not, not like anything bad, but do you think that like, I don't want to say the good old boys club, but that yeah. kind of environment, culture is going to go away
1: eventually? You know, I, I think, I think that the quote-unquote good old boys club—I I don't know that, that that will go away in a, our lifetime. I, I think that has deeper roots than than we're willing to acknowledge or admit. Yeah. You know? Just because we're not part of it. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My membership application is still in, <laughs> so I'm being real cautious here. Um, now I—I don't—I don't know that I ever fully see that going away. You know. Really. Uh, I, I don't. I think I I saw that um, in some businesses that I've been in, in before, and and I, I I think at the top of the quote unquote like the pyramid structure, right? I think I think that good old boy club still reigns uh, pr- pretty heavily on economics and and, and government and, and this type of stuff. So I don't I don't know that it ever will f- fully, fully go, go away. On. Yeah, but. I guess it remains to be seen.
0: I guess we'll see. We'll come back to this <laughs> in 20 years, this topic. Yeah, be like,
1: remember when we talked about it? <laughs> My application is still pending. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I just think that's crazy. So what did you do when you first got here? Were you just like, just hitting up everyone, every lead you got when you first started? When I first started in real How much did you sell thing? your first
1: year? So I started in September, uh, and I... Mean, I uh, let's say first 12 months, I don't know. Yeah. I please don't quote me. I'm gonna get like some message from this that's like actually we pulled your numbers and it was that. I think ballpark it was somewhere around four or five million, give or take. Give or take. You'll and, say that. Yeah, that I don't want to give an exact number. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be. I don't want to um, be called to the carpet later. Yeah, you know, there'll be like a post with like Andrew's numbers from that year. <laughs> Here it is, and I'm like sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> you know, liar wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wanted. Right. Like, application, good old boys club denied. Claims on local podcasts that, he that he's yeah, sold right, this much. Right, <laughs> right. Right. With our millions of viewers right now. Like, you know, I'm never going to get, I'm never going to be president. No. <laughs> I don't want to be president. No. Yeah. So, um, it, this, a successful first year, man. Um, it, it, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but we were, we were, um, in my opinion, we we had a great first year.
0: Well, what do you think? Now, was it a combination of things, or were you prospecting? Was it market? Were you just yeah. talking to everybody everywhere? Like a couple of things, yeah. You know, or was it really just like people just loved your personality and they're like, "Andrew's
1: the guy I'm gonna pull out a thirty-year mortgage with." <laughs> yeah, right. I that still confuses me, but um, <laughs> now honestly, um, I think. Um, I believe I, I was called. I, I had a great job. Um, you know, I, I believe that the Lord provides direction in my life, and I believe that that this was something I was supposed to do, and I think when I did it, he blessed it. Uh, there's no other way that I could actually really explain it, because it doesn't make sense. I didn't do the prospecting. I did a little bit, sure. I did a little bit of the door knocking. All of the things that you're supposed to do, mm-hmm. I, I did a little bit of. And people would come to me and be like, you know, how? I, what what's the secret? And I'm like I I, I don't know I, I don't I don't have it. The one thing I would say like <laughs> so, I, I, so you're like
0: me because I didn't know how I got. My, I was like
1: well I like some of my friends. And I
0: was like then I met this person. I'm like then well, okay, I yeah. kind of met this person. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind
1: of my church did a did a ton. Um, you know, and, and I think good business, right? So I, I did business. The couple people that I did business with in the very beginning, I think I just I, I, to the best of my abilities. I I was honest with them and I I tried to lead them in the right direction and I I didn't. I didn't calculate commission, right? I wasn't worried about how much I was gonna make. I really tried to focus on that and I think that spread like wildfire. You know. You know what's funny is I
0: I did the same thing too, and being like I didn't know how much I was gonna be making a yeah. transaction. I didn't yeah. know sometimes I didn't even know the commission split. The only time I would know like the commission split is if I saw like <clears> one percent <throat> or something like that. Yeah, don't like, get me
1: started on commission math. I'm not very intelligent. But, but like the only time
0: I would ever know is if either I had the listing, which I should know as a listing agent, yeah. you know, yeah. um, how much my sellers are going to be paying, yeah. or um, occasionally I would look, but I would never really know like what my check was going to come out to. I'd just yeah. close the house. Oh, cool. I got my check. Turn it in. Sometimes yeah. I wouldn't turn it in. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I forget to turn it in and right. i sit on a check for like two weeks and be like, oh shit. Yeah, like I, got, I should probably do that. I shouldn't do that. I got things to pay
1: for. Yeah. There's. I mean, there's There's probably two different avenues we'll go down Go down <laughs> the one. You know, commission is always, can. well, it doesn't, I shouldn't say it's always confusing because it's not always confusing, but in a lot of firms, it's super confusing. You know, the the 3% of the 1% of the 6% of the 100% just do the math and that's what you get. And you're like, I, I give up, <laughs> but we won't go there. Um, but... uh someone early actually on i can't remember who 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 said it um to me and it was really good advice that i still follow today and i tell um a lot of agents like new agents i I recommend doing this i i never don't calculate your commission um up until you're getting ready to either maybe it's under contract or like you're getting ready to close or something do not calculate your commission um, before you go show a house because i don't care how ethical you want to be if i know i make five thousand dollars at house a and seven thousand dollars at house b house b just looks better to me (laughs) like it just does and as much as i'd like be like no i i'm the most ethical individual and i would never do that it's just human nature i was gonna say it's
0: human it's we gravitate what towards what benefits looks more attractive what's more tasty whatever you want to call it how we evolved but
1: like that's just yeah, we evolve towards things that seem sweeter to, to us. To us, I agree, and so, it, but if you don't, um, mm-hmm. if, if you don't calculate that, I think that affords you the opportunity to be able to actually give your professional opinion uh, and, and not be even inadvertently trying to sway them. Mm-hmm. Great advice early on that I got. Something still holds true to this day. Um, definitely recommend that. Don't.
0: Don't ever look at your commission. Don't
1: just don't don't make sure you know. Um, make sure you're kind of going in there with a clear mind of maybe maybe not what's best for you, but what's best <coughs> for that individual, mm-hmm. and that will pay dividends. First off, you'll sleep better at night, and second off, I, you know I think that will regenerate more business. I think
0: you also have a, let's say get more business. Yeah. But you also have a better chance of selling a house in general because you're not like arguing with your own client who you're trying to get them a house like yeah no I really think, think you this like one. this yeah. yeah. one yeah. like you're not arguing with yeah. them you're not trying to justify the other house as much you're just like right. okay cool you like this one great great this makes sense this yeah. makes sense for you yeah like I'm now let's do all the paperwork let's yeah. get it all
1: done so you can yeah move in we can do it man. yeah right. well I think one thing, anyone, you talk to any one of my clients, they're all going to tell you I told them, I, I said this exact phrase to them because I truly mean it. My job is not actually to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my job is to educate them and put the, put the information in front of them and then uh, allow them to make the decision that's best for their family. And it sounds a little hokey, I get that, you know? Uh, but here's the reality. It's so true. Like, I'm going to give you the, the pros and cons of house A, mm-hmm. pros and cons of house B, uh, pros and cons of listing and selling at this price, and and or you know doing it this way, and then you tell me because you tell me what's best for your family because what's best for for you and your family may be different. You know maybe I need to sell the fat the house super fast because I don't want to be carrying two mortgages and I need to pack up and go. Well then great, maybe the highest listing price and getting every single dollar out of it isn't what's best. Yeah. Or maybe I do have a little bit of a luxury that I can do have some time. So now let's try and go for that absolute top dollar
0: premium. Mm-hmm just that's a what I, tell, I try and tell everyone too is that I'm not well I just tell everyone I'm an advisor not a decision-maker That's good advisor yeah consultant consultant that's like good because there's a lot of consultant th- I always say there's a lot of shit that goes into this that yeah. I didn't even know I think before yep. I even bought my house I live in I had previously purchased and sold two other houses prior yeah and I thought I freaking knew everything I yeah. was like oh this is gonna be a piece of cake Are I you know saying you don't know everything yeah right mm. Not the market expert. Adam, maybe we should fire him. <laughs> but, Katie, like, Katie. But, like, I mean, I don't pretend to be the expert because uh, no two transactions are, of course, ever the same. Right, right. But, um, fuck, where was I going with this shit?
1: Um, I saw, I said Katie's name, you got distracted. Yeah, right? Yeah, my, and my wife. Um, <laughs> bet, um you, bet you that makes it in the editing. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: the, um, Decision-making and educating them and like I don't pretend to know everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh And when I sold the houses and everything I did think I knew everything so I got my license I was like this is gonna be a piece of cake. Yeah course to go through i know everything yeah. yo i got my world rocked. <laughs> also failed the state test one time which is normal <laughs> which, is, is, which normal. is normal i gotta say that if you, i didn't
1: fail uh, i think it's pretty normal <laughs> yeah no you're right if that's i know that's a, lot a lot of people who test. failed
0: the um the north carolina test first time someone yeah don't forget. Someone once said, "She's like, oh, I passed the first time, and everyone else is like, yeah, don't say that." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't well, tell see, people that. I had quit a
1: good job with no mm-hmm. real plan, mm-hmm. and I had come home uh, to my wife and kids and this new house that we bought in this new state. Uh, you know, I we'd done all this stuff, bought a brand new house, and then I quit my job. Uh, and so when you're when you do that, um, <laughs> your margin of error to failed tests is pretty minimal when your wife's looking at you going. Love you. You have no job. You should be studying. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? So <laughs> your job was to study and pass. Literally, it was. But it was. I. It was how I had to feed my family. And I was actually like riding lawn mowers at that time, cutting. I mean, I was doing anything. I was being Mr. Handyman. I'm not handy at all. Sorry for the for those houses that I tried to fix. Your leaking toilets are not my fault, <laughs> but they probably are. I was doing tons of odd jobs to to just keep some sort of income coming into the family. Mm-hmm. So I was like hell bent on like I'm gonna pass this first time because I gotta, I need to make them some. So the pressure on. He was on. The heat was on. He you, was on. You had He to. was on. Yeah, Danielle's like my wife is like the sweetest individual known to man. Mm-hmm. But even she was just like staring at me in this way that I was like, oh, I, I should I should pass. Yeah, first time. Got it. Got it. So like like you know no big deal but it's a it's a huge deal yeah yeah not not to say it was a bad idea but you quit your corporate job and we don't have any income so dude and I struggled through that not that my teacher
0: wasn't bad <coughs> i'm just horrible in a classroom setting i don't know what sure. it is you sit me down and then put a board in front of me and say we're going to learn this yeah uh I'm going to fall asleep. and I, Maybe it's like a neurological issue. I should legitimately get checked out.
1: <laughs> Give like narcolepsy. But
0: that. like I've always been like that. Even in the Marine Corps, um, when I was going through the language school, yeah. I struggled in the classroom. I was yeah. always on academic probation, yeah. this and that. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was literally the bottom of my class the yeah. entire time. But then when it came time to take the final test, the DLPT, uh, I think three of the eight of us, Failed, oh, wow. But I was one of the five that passed. <laughs> <laughs> it all,
1: see, when it counts, it, it worked out well. Yeah. I, I barely, um, I had a great teacher, uh, you know, in, in my real estate class um, and I, you know, there's like a certain score that you're supposed to get in the class mm-hmm. in order to be like projected to pass. The, the national and, and the state test the first time, and I did not, I like just barely passed the class. And yeah. uh, I I don't understand why, I, but anyway, regardless. But here's the thing is
0: like, whether you barely passed or not or whatever, yeah. you still pass. Yeah. And here's the other thing is once you get your license and you actually start selling, I'm not trying to say everything goes out the window, <laughs> but 99% of everything you just learned, you're just like, huh, mm-hmm. well now I know how to stay out of jail, but uh, how the hell do I manage a transaction and right. negotiate, or how do I order this, or right or invoices? Dude, I didn't know anything about invoices at first. My wife would call me and be like, "Where the fuck are these invoices? <laughs> where, where is this shit? Where is it? How come you know?" I'm like, "I don't know. I don't know. This never taught <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah. I was like, real estate school didn't teach me to send the invoices to someone or this. They were just focused on making sure I knew the laws. right Pass the class." And that's it. Right. And that's it. Right. There is never, and it's nothing against the teachers. It's just like they've got oh, this many hours yeah. to get this much information in your head. Yeah. You can learn the rest on your own later.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a, it's an area, we'll call it an area for opportunity mm-hmm. in our in our real estate at, holistically. Right? Yeah. In our training program holistically, not against, you know, one school or one individual. Uh, there is definitely opportunity operationally to uh, enhance our procedures so that agents come out. You know, I I know it sounds crazy, but um, you know I got to give credit where it's due. So if you don't like this statement, you can call Adam Kiefer at 555-5555. Um, I don't think new agents should be able to run a transaction on their own for the first like I don't know five or six months, or maybe maybe it's not five or six months, maybe it's five or six transactions. The fact that we we come out of real estate school, right? And and I totally agree. I knew nothing, yeah. right? And I, I, all of a sudden... Your world gets shooketh. Uh, yeah. And and your your response, you, you play such an integral role in someone, in the largest purchase of somebody's life, mm-hmm. and a lot of the training you get is like, oh, fake it till you make it, or, oh, you know... Uh, Come find me when you have a question. Come find you when I have a question. I got a question. I don't even know what questions I should have. And that's the problem is I didn't know what questions I
0: should ask. And I felt kind of awkward when another new agent was like trying to like ask me questions. I was like I don't know. But then I was like, I was like, shoot, I may be the best person to talk to you right now because I haven't lost sight of what I did not know. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I still know what you. Don't know, you don't know. Yeah. Everyone else, it's second nature to them. Yeah. Good for them. You know, you're yeah. selling 10, 12, you're selling yeah. tons of houses a year. It's yeah. like you don't have time for it. Yeah. You got it. But I still remembered everything that I didn't, didn't know. know. I didn't know. know. So yeah. I was like, all right, these are things you need to look out for. These yeah, are things that I fucked good. up. This is everything I fucked up. Because yeah. then once you start talking, no offense to the um, more seasoned agents. Once you start talking to them, to them, I mean they're now they're on your level. Now they're worried about well, what does my builder think? Now they're, right. what is this subdivision coming up? What is right. this, the analytics on this? What's sure. this? It's you know? hard. So you it's guys hard. are on a different level and you're kind yeah. of forgetting what down here didn't remember, yeah. which is why like all the the training and all these books and everything out here, I feel, like, I feel like there should be a training book or manual, which we always make fun of the agent who um, makes like a coaching program or who yeah. makes like some sort of, Whatever weird consulting thing. Nothing against that, but I'm just saying, like, you know, there there is a thing. Agents make fun of them. It's in the memes and everything like that of, like, the new agent who, you know, is saying you should do this. Like, well, I've been doing it for this many years. That's like, "Mm -hmm." maybe the agent who's only been doing it for (laughs) six months to a year should uh, at least write something of, like, this is shit you don't know you don't know, but this is second nature to everyone, so they're not going to remember to tell you this. So, you, like, I feel like that would be... The best training ever. If I got that training from an agent, I'll only be doing it yeah. eight months. I'm like, listen, yeah. you don't know any of this, and you don't know you don't know, so yeah.
1: I'm going to. So, what I'm hearing is that you, Thomas, mm-hmm. want to write the new training manual I mean, for if new agents at 360.
0: They're fine with misspellings and grammatical mistakes. We can fix and that. And mostly. <laughs> Uh, Being, learning through pictures, because that's how I have to learn. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your real estate coloring book. Yeah, pretty (laughs) pretty much. uh, I would have to make a coloring book. That's fine. Just be like, yeah, this is everything. You know, uh, I didn't know I didn't know. Yeah. It's going to be the book. It's going to be called um, What You Don't Know You Don't Know, What Others Don't Know You Don't Know Also.
1: <laughs> I like it. I want, like, you on the cover in, like, some sort of, like, silky short with, like, holding an American flag. American. That, yeah. <laughs> Wearing silkies. In the yeah. Head. I may have seen that somewhere before. Yeah. Maybe it's original.
0: I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure I've posted a picture like that before, at least in silkies. <laughs> Dude, have you ever wore silkies before? No. Oh, my God. No. I, so, one time... Um, when I was splitting my time between living in the barracks in Lejeune and downtown Wilmington with K.V., um, I was staying with her, and we got invited out to the beach just randomly on a whim. And I was like, "Shoot!" I was like, oh, "I don't have any swim trunks." I was like, "Oh, I got silkies," which for anyone who knows silkies, <laughs> they're very thin material, and I didn't think about the, um, I guess, the What am I trying to say? Not the implications, but kind of the negative effects of when they get wet, Uh. (laughs) and what happens. And let me tell you, um, it's not pretty. There's no difference between me wearing those or me being naked when I get out of that water. And there's like kids running around. I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, like like trying to like, like pull it out, pull the fabric out, so I don't look like some sort of like weird pervert. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You know, so this is this is hysterical to me, right? Like. We're over here, like, just real estate. You know, I left I left my house this morning. My wife's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing today? And I was like, I don't know. I got to go to the office and do this and this. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go do this podcast. And she was like, about what? I was like, I, I don't know. And here I end up, <laughs> like, just two guys in a room <laughs> with a camera talking about silkies. And I'm going to call it real estate. Like, yeah. this job is incredible. Like, if you don't have fun doing this job, you're not doing it
0: right. No, I mean, <laughs> and that's the whole point of this version of the show now. It's... Whatever I want it to be, I'm not trying to. Um, I feel like if I can just talk about what I want to talk about, I don't want to make it scripted. I don't want to make it. Cool. Okay, let's hit this point. Let's hit this outline. Let's hit this. Let's hit this. Because honestly, yeah. like, I don't even. I feel like the most valuable conversations I've gotten. Yeah. It was literally just like sitting with my friends, you know, eating breakfast. Are or, you calling us friends right now? Is that uh, no, no, okay, no. But T- too soon. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> um, but but like. You know, I mean, you can't Mm -hmm. say you haven't had the same. I'm sure in corporate, you know, there's some after party or something where guys went to the bar or you did something. It's like that's where you got so much Mm -hmm. advice or that's where you got so much, like, deeper conversations where you actually got something out of it Yeah. to the point. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of smoking and joking and, you know, Mm -hmm. messing around, but it's also, like, you get those nuggets that's like,
1: yeah, (laughs) shit, you know, like, this is good. Absolutely, yeah. I I I think half the promotions that I receive stem from some conversation at dinner or you mm-hmm. know at a at a you know a, a bar after work you know it's just that relationship right you mm-hmm. form those relationships with those people and you do you hit the nail on the head you just pull those nuggets right yeah. and you take those nuggets and you make them yours and you 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 know you chew it up you digest it and you spit it out as your own uh, not not as your own content, per se, but like in words that that makes sense to you. Like you were
0: able to take it and turn it into your own thing, yeah, to a point where it works. like yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying. I think podcasting now, it used to be a lot of um, you knew what to expect every episode from yeah. people, and it was almost like sitting in classroom, which is cool. Yeah. You know, if you're trying to learn on the go or something like that, it's cool. yeah, but then I found out. I kind of looked and I was like, you know, the ones where I got the most information were ones where they weren't like, you know, oh, at this minute mark, we're going to, you know, play this sound and this is going to be your thing. or this. It was the ones where it was just like two people just sitting down talking. Right. And then all of a sudden within that, you know, maybe it took two hours and I got three nuggets out of it. Yeah. Even though someone's trying to condense in like 30 minutes, but I'm like, either it's too much or it's not the way I perceive it. But yeah. then when I hear them smoking and joking, I feel like I'm part of the conversation. All of a sudden, yeah. they hit that like one thing and it's like, oh, hmm. it's like shit. Like yeah.
2: that. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can take that away. Listen, if somebody's hanging on to this podcast this long, mm-hmm. geez, I think they're the real hero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, why,
0: uh, you know. It played at 2x speed, you know. Just, kinda, yeah, just, just, just get it through. Um. But, yeah, it is just, I don't know. I'm excited to see where this goes, you know. Yeah. And tea with Tom. And I was like, ah, maybe. it's tea stupid. Tea with idea. Tom. I was, like, oh, yeah. I, I was like, I don't really give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, li- I listen. I'm, I'm hooked on the name. You, you name know, with Tom. and if I want to have the same guest three times, I don't care. They can come in as many times as they want. Some cool. random wants to come in and say, yeah, I want to talk about something they don't like about the community. Or they just want to vent I'm like sure dude I'm yeah. here yeah. yeah vent all day Tell me about how shitty you think the sheriff is yeah, right like, to the sheriff don't don't hold that against me but <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know tell Do me how sheriff I don't know I, I don't even know. I don't know but um, you know if you want to tell me how you think something's unfair or something like that I feel like that cool. conversation to me at least to me yeah. it's a lot more interesting versus me trying to extract like, all right, how long have you been doing real estate? How mm-hmm. much did you sell your first year? How <laughs> yeah. much? How much? Yeah. Did you do? How did you properly prospect? How How do you feel like? Can you like talk you in that voice the whole
1: time? <laughs> like it's yeah. boring. no, I don't watch. I, I, it's not boring to me because I don't watch it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Well, if I, I, say, I if I ever to see one more like real estate podcast that's like I'm bringing in the expert on on uh, on uh, I don't know home warranties mm-hmm. or or this and and listen, love home warranties. Love the home warranty people. Shout out to y'all. You know, I'm not going to watch a 30-minute podcast about it. I, I just don't.
0: I mean, I don't know who okay. sits down and watches a podcast. I just listen to them in my car when I work out. All right,
1: that's
2: fair. Yeah, that's that,
1: fair. And we have technology for that now, Andrew. Say, that's why we leave the technology to you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. There's a camera here. Yeah. I, I have to assume that someone might be watching, though that's, a, you know, not a pleasant thought. Yeah, if that. someone sits down and watches this whole thing,
0: it's either we did a really good job, we're interesting... Or I'm dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we should like drop something too. Okay. So, if you made it to this point in the video and you watched the whole thing or the, in the, the pod... Whatever. I'm not technologically savvy. Nor can I speak apparently. Um, I don't know. I feel like we, we like give them a $10 gift certificate to Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah. I don't know. We should like drop some nugget in there. You <laughs> know like, what you want going to do? I
0: think in the video form, if yeah. someone... If someone... I mean, dude. Here's what's honestly gonna happen. As we say, like, oh, if you hit this point in the video, and we put up like a little thing, everyone's just gonna like log in, it, <laughs> scroll all the way there. Yeah, yeah all right. <laughs> and then it's just, Cheaters. and then it's just gonna be like, okay, there it is. I'm just gonna yeah. send them that text to get the <laughs> the That's code. Fair. But That's um, fair. oh my god, but 360. Yeah. And now I like it. That's cool. And you know, it's good that I like it because I, I work there. If you didn't yeah. know that, <laughs> um. I like that you like it too. But the culture there, so yeah, not nothing against the firms that want to have a ton of agents, want to be super big. Nothing oh. against big box, which I need to. If you have other brokers in charges, people who own big companies, you can come on here too and talk. Oh yeah, you, know?
1: you provide a tremendous value. That's a whole yeah. different. That's a whole different genre of business. There's. There's room in this place for both. Yeah. And one isn't right and one isn't wrong. That's mm-hmm. all we're trying to say.
0: Yeah, it's just what's right for you and this yeah. is, this is what's right for me. Right. But for someone cool. else and I'm not saying like, oh, better agents, because there's better agents at a big box firm than me and I know Heck that yeah. much, you know. Me too. Like me too. there are people who sell more, there are people who are a little bit more knowledgeable in a certain field. I'm not gonna sure. I just have to put out all those disclaimers. Yeah, right. Let's not fight Yeah. Midnight. But um you and Adam made it very clear to me that you guys are more concerned with the culture, yeah, yeah, of the actual workplace versus the amount of revenue correct you're bringing in correct. Why was that?
1: Yeah. So, um, in my was that more you or Adam, or was it kind of both? You want the honest answer, or the yeah. PC answer? I don't fucking care. Yeah. yeah. Uh no, I, I think I would I think Adam would agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was important to both of us, no doubt. Um but I, I think I am the driver um of that of that whole kind of culture mentality. In my uh previous experience um at the insurance company, man, um the Fortune one hundred companies are dropping mm-hmm. millions of dollars into the research about uh company driven culture the effect on employee satisfaction and the bottom line results and correlations between uh, culture, employee satisfaction, and bottom line results, Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, businesses every year have to do one of two things. They have to develop a return Mm -hmm. for, if they're a publicly traded company, for their shareholders, right? And you do that by either having top line expansion, Mm -hmm. more business, or bottom line cost reduction, right? One of the ways we have to have Every year there has to be some sort of of growth, right? So when I when I I my company was going through some transitions at the time, I kind of got tapped on the shoulder as one of the guys that was going to be, you know, they have all these kind of fancy catchphrases for them, right? So it's like a champion of change or a champion of culture or you know. And basically what they're saying is... <laughs> they're just making up superheroes. Oh titles. yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it like, you know, that little boy inside you's like, I want to be a champion of change, you know. <laughs> Here's the reality. They're going to add more work to you and you're not going to get paid more for it. <laughs> but I saw it as an opportunity to leverage that experience, not not for what it developed into, but for relationships. So now I'm sitting at one of these big companies with the chairman of the board. Yeah, I'm sitting with the CEO, Right? And now he knows my name because I'm doing presentations because the Chief Financial Officer mm-hmm. cares about this kind of stuff. So I just use it as an opportunity. Fast forward, I, I started reading books, and there's all kinds of research and 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 it 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 became so evident to me that culture drastically impacts employee satisfaction, which drastically correlates with bottom line with with revenue, with mm-hmm. you know with with how much money. so, what, what what we see is when there's a good culture, the employees are happier. When they're happier, attrition rates, so turnover, right? Yeah. Attrition rates go down and um, employees who are happier make more money. They make more money for themselves and they make more money for the company. Fast forward, we go into real estate and I I think that there was an opportunity, in my opinion, for a development of culture. Some companies do this really well. Um, I went into a big box firm when I started because that was the right place for me. I learned a ton. Um, they they um, they they provided so much value to me early mm-hmm. on. But I wanted to 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 develop a a firm that was really focused on 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 culture, on yeah. on on kind of this team environment. And and I'm passionate about it, so I can go on about it all day. So I'll <laughs> shout out. And uh, Adam saw that vision and and he had his own journey that that I'll let him speak about at some point. And and those kind of- If he ever wants to get on here, Adam. Adam, Adam, you can come, that's fine. and so that's what we did. Mm-hmm. And and so I think a lot of people, a lot of people throw the word, word culture around. If I'm being honest, right? They're like, we have a great now, culture. No,
0: it's it's one of those terms. It's kind of like it's a buzzword. Say it's a buzzword. Yeah, like, I'm an expert. Yeah. Or if you want strategists, or if you want come here to my culture, or
1: I would love to seminar, sit down. Seminar one too. That's a, I would love to sit down with those people and say, let's really talk about what culture is. Yeah. How do you how do you get it? How do you mm-hmm. build it? How do you maintain it? What are your measures of success? So if someone tells me, I have, I have a, 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 you know, a culture is super important to me. Well, things that are important to us in business, we measure. So how do you measure culture? Yeah. There are ways, and if they can't explain that to you, then, then I, I would beg to differ that perhaps culture isn't that important to them. I literally was watching a video of a firm today, and it was funny. They listed the top, like, seven things on a, on a slide that were important to this firm. And it was hysterical because every other word out of their mouth in the video was culture. <laughs> on the slide, it ranked seventh in order. So it was like, cap and this and that. And I don't want to give too <laughs> many I'm not I'm not ragging on it it, it. it was just funny to me because they've they've honed in on a key word, culture, but literally by their own admission, put it way down on the list in terms of what's actually
0: important. Well, well the t- how I kind of view culture too, it's kind of like how much, I feel like it's a lot less stressful for the actual person in charge because then, I mean, there's dollars per hour. You could say you're getting more dollars per hour because culture's better, but also your stress per dollar mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. is significantly That's lower huge. if you maintain a good culture. Yeah. I mean, people are paying for therapists anyways. Right. (laughs) (laughs) People are paying to keep themselves from going crazy and losing it. Yeah. uh, Every day. So, you know, I think about in that kind of aspect. Like, I would rather, say, if my revenue does, if I do make a little bit less, 10%, but I didn't have to worry about breaking up this argument or these two employees fighting all the time or this or that. I could focus more on my family or just having fun or relaxing. I think there's a value to that yeah there Cause is you would every single person would give up I feel like 10% of their money to deal with less stress that they feel like shouldn't mm. be something they have to stress about mm. you know because there's good stressors bad stressors sure. Whatever. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, into health. Oh, I am but I'm not an expert on health But I feel like most people would give five to ten percent of their money right so that way they're not as stressed about Things that they find day day. aren't worth their time anymore. You know, things they find yeah. immature, things they find childish. You know, they would. I mean, I know I would.
1: Yeah. I there has to be a monetary assessment, right? Yeah. And 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 the hard thing about something like that is I can't tell you what that dollar amount is because it varies person to person.
0: I can't, you know. Yeah.
1: It, it and and so you have to you have to think through what what is that value. Um, but I, I feel like if you were to say like, well, oh, I wouldn't give up a single dollar to give up any
0: stress, and be like, well, okay, either. One, good for you. Two, yeah. you're a psychopath. Three, you're a fucking liar. Like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um,
1: it, uh, I, I wouldn't say that they're wrong. You know, that's their opinion. Um, I, it's just not how I'm going to operate. Yeah. And especially in this business, man, this business is, is, it's stressful. You know oh, what I mean? Like, yeah. this business, it,
0: it, it is. It, it almost feels like it never stops, too, which is like, the hard part because it's kind of like this. Yeah. Oh, I Almost like a slow drain on you. Yeah. But it's kind of like okay, you gotta be reactive. Then you got a plan. But then things don't really end because not every agent's on the same schedule. Not every buyer or seller's on the same schedule. Right. No one has the exact same thing going on. Yeah. Where it's easy and you know there's a lot of people who try and manage that who say you know I'm not gonna pick up my phone after this. Which yeah. is you know I don't I don't care like yeah. I know there's this culture of like hustle whatever or what, but. I'm not gonna shame the person who stays up till midnight responding to emails and calling, and I'm also not gonna shame the person who says, "All right, 5:30s hit, my phone's on airplane mode, I can take care of the morning." Yeah. I think they're both valid ways to run your business yeah. if that is what makes you happy. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, and I don't yeah. think you should be shamed agree. into either one, but there's a huge, huge culture. I mean, yeah. like some of these real estate groups, it's just like back and forth. Some people are like you should never pick up your phone before 9 a.m. And there are others who are like, if a client calls at 3.30 in the morning, Mm -hmm. you you should be pick up.
1: And you you shouldn't even act like you were sleeping Mm -hmm. right now. (laughs) You should be chipper. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, I I mean, I think it just comes down to the individual. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we're focusing on at at 360. Y'all are are professionals. Mm -hmm. We're we're trying to hire the right people. Um, You know, one of your earlier points um, was that it's a stress reliever when you have this culture, and and you're right. But it also adds a layer layer of stress from a management and oversight position. Because now you're trying to manage the culture? Dude, you have to protect it, man. It's like trust, right? Mm -hmm. So trust, we all know this, right? It takes forever to build, forever to build, and it takes just a split second to lose it. Culture's the same way. You can have all this effort into a great culture, and the stronger your culture, the more it can withstand, obviously. But when you're small, and you're nimble, Mm -hmm. right? What what's the old saying? I'm not a farmer, right? But like one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. You know what I mean? Something like, like that. Something yeah. like that for my farmer friends. Um, do I have farmer? I don't think I have any farmer friends. Anyway, that's not the point. Okay. The point is, the point is you, you do have to work diligently to protect it. We have had yeah. some situations um, where agents have approached us that are great agents, great people, great agents, great production. We just Felt that maybe they wouldn't be a good fit for the for the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, they just didn't kind of buy into the same same mentality of, of, of the direction we were going, and we we had to we had to politely and respectfully say that that wasn't a good fit for our culture. Man, that's hard.
0: That it doesn't is mean hard. they're bad, but it just means no, you
1: don't. They're great. I would I, listen. I would love to have that person's yeah. business. Truly, I would. There, and I I enjoy that person on a personal level. It. It just it just wasn't a fit from a culture standpoint, and you have to be willing to make the hard decision to say no. If if you sell out Mm -hmm. for the dollar, there's an indication of where your culture is at. Now,
0: do you think some people? Now you kind of brought up that point. I never thought about that before of trying to. Now you got to protect the culture. Yeah. Do you think some people are kind of just like? I'm not saying they don't give a shit, but they're just kind of like, hey. Instead of managing a culture in this, I'm just going to look at the numbers and just pretend everything else doesn't exist. I I don't
1: I don't think not like it doesn't exist, but do I'm you tracking. feel like they're just kind of like
0: well the dollars are still kind of coming in. I think that's
1: majority. I think that's majority of how businesses are run. Mm-hmm. Truly, I, I think everybody wants to say that they have culture until their bottom line dollar is potentially implicated, and then I think a lot of them, not all of them by any means, there's great. Real estate firms out there. There's great small business. You know, this yeah. extends past real estate. Um, there's great small businesses out there that that culture is really important to them, and they're willing to make the necessary sacrifices to keep it. Now, that doesn't mean that you always have to sacrifice. Money. We're in business, right? Yeah. We have to keep the doors open. And um, well, we still got to make money. Yeah, I mean that's how you run a business. That's Nobody gets into family. business to not make money. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be charity, which is cool, but it's not business. Um, but to your point, yes, I I, I do think I, I I think because especially because it's one of these buzzwords, culture, right? Mm-hmm. EQ, emotional intelligence is another oh, one. Oh dude, fucking everyone's saying that. Everybody, nowadays. right. Well in corporate that was set eight years ago, ten years ago. Everyone was like, EQ and EQ tests and all this kind of stuff and we had to read all these books about emotional intelligence. And listen, emotional intelligence is cool. And it's super helpful in like the hiring process but, and all but that. But
0: there hits a stuff. point where it goes from actually trying to you know, put something out there or an idea that'll help someone along to yeah. where they just turn into another sales tactic. Literally, I feel like at the end of the day, everything at a certain point, there's gonna be someone out there, and businesses eventually try and turn it from an actual like good thing, good heart, and good terms yeah. to a selling point. Yeah, and culture is starting. So yeah, culture is starting
1: to become one of those things. I I I think I think those who are passionate about culture, I think it stays near and dear to their heart because mm. that's just the nature of. Culture. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I do believe you're exactly right. If I watch one more business saying like, "and we have a great company culture," but where everyone's at,
0: smiling, yeah, and like, everyone... but their
1: attrition rate is through the roof. Meaning nobody's staying with the business, yeah. right? There's, I mean, it's just like a puppy mill mentality, right? Where it's mm-hmm. just in with the old, out with the. How much do you really value culture? And if you do value it, maybe there needs to be some self-reflection. And saying I value it but I'm not very good at it, which is cool. I'm not saying I have it figured out by any means. I've got tons of room to grow. Literally. But just
0: taking a step back and being like, Maybe I'm not
1: the culture expert I think I or maybe Maybe I shouldn't be doting this as this is a super high priority when in reality, um, let's just be honest and, and call it, you know, your your bottom line production is more important than yeah. than your culture. You know?
0: Well, I mean, let's call it what it is too, with big box firms. Nothing against big box firms. But I was even hearing this from uh, an agent out in Vegas. He was talking about, he works for another big box firm and they do a lot. But even him, he was like talking about how he said in front of his company and their CMO for their Mm -hmm. franchise and stuff that the franchise didn't care too much about their brand. Mm -mm. Because everyone has to make their own brand for themselves, you Mm -hmm. know, and the big box is always trying to sell you on the brand, the brand, the brand, which is, I mean, it works in some, I mean, I, when I was working with another big box company, they said, hey, I used this company when I was out in Arizona and I wanna use the company again, cool. Yeah. It worked that's out great. for me in that yeah, way. Great. But when they start trying to say like, well, I don't feel like they really care about their personal brand, which is fine, just say, hey, we're gonna make you a lot of money, which is fine, because the top agents in the world, I'm pretty sure, are with big box, Some of them, or with big box um, franchises, you know. So it's like I can't deny that, Mm -hmm. but don't don't tell your agent, or don't lie to them. Right. Don't lie and say, well, I really don't care about the money. You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. I care about money. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Everyone cares about money to a certain extent. How much you value the money, but um, some of them tote that they don't care
1: at all. They don't. I'm like, oh. That the bullshit doesn't sound like doesn't sound like a very good business model.
0: No, no, like don't lie. to me. I don't want to hear my ownership doesn't
1: care about the money. That's
0: what I was gonna say. If my if my own if you guys did not care about the money at all, yeah. How do we keep? Then those? I would be like, okay, you're lying to me. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, we do have to make money. We do have to keep the lights and the lights right. on, water going, doors, you know. Oh, like we have to. All your expenses paid. <laughs> But, like, shout out for 360. But, like, you know, you guys still um, made that very clear. Like, hey, you want to go do this on your own one day? You still got to make us money. We still got to make money. (laughs) We still got to do this because we're supporting you. Which I was like, okay, cool. I got someone who's honest. Wow. I got someone who's honest with me who says, cool, I do care about the culture. And if we don't think you'll fit, we're going to tell you no, which you guys made very clear up front. Yeah. But you guys also made it very clear, too. Like, hey, we know you're trying to leave and do this thing, but we're gonna, you know, you still need to sell, you still need to make us money, and we, right. you know, you still need to help out, like, yeah. you know, which I appreciate. It was very honest upfront. All the expectations were set very clear right. from the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, that's that's the goal, man. Mm-hmm. Um, let's not pull the sheep over, any, you know, the wool over anybody's eyes. Yeah. Um, and uh, if if your vision and our vision lines up, then great, cool. we have a team. Works And if out. we don't, I'm not gonna tell you that I want what's best for you and your family and your business mm-hmm. when it's convenient for me. I don't get to pick and choose. So I don't yeah. get to say that it's convenient for me when you're working for 360 and then when you decide that you no longer want to be with 360, Yeah. Uh, I don't get to then say yeah. that, you know, I don't get to pick and choose the times that I, I say and believe that I want what's best for you and the family. That's why, I mean, frankly, so far, we go so far as to-
0: Culture's not convenient.
1: Right. Right. Culture you're exactly you don't get to pick and choose when it is convenient for you. So it's not only convenient when it benefits me and Mm -hmm. my business, and no longer convenient when it when it when it benefits you and that's um, or only benefits you and no longer benefits me. Yeah. Um we literally developed our whole model around this, literally to the point of we we, we wrote like the breakup chapter in the policy. Right. Like so nobody wants to talk about the day they break up.
0: Which is what I love so much is you guys said when you leave well, <laughs> for being honest, I came in saying, Hey, I'm eventually gonna leave. Yeah. I was very upfront with yeah. you guys. Yeah, you know I wanted to be very upfront with yeah. that with yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. that I may not be around for forever. Yeah. And um here's here's the secret, ready? Yeah. Nobody's around forever. I know, but you, you guys, guys <laughs> wrote up that break and I was like, fuck and I was like, this is something I've been saying for years, but no one yeah. wants to listen to fucking 23, 24-year-old yeah. Thomas Breedlove, Fresh Out of the Marine. Like, what the fuck does he know about yeah. this stuff? I don't even want to listen to 25-year-old Thomas Breedlove. But <laughs> well, yet shit, here that's, I, that's I am. That's coming pretty soon, so yeah. we'll find out. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, we got a few months and you'll listen to him. Yeah. We'll, we'll visit this podcast again <laughs> when I turn 25. But um, play it in the office of the lab, but I have no choice but to listen to it. <laughs> like, you liar! <laughs> <laughs> but you guys wrote that, and I... Now I'm going to ask for your opinion in a second but personally for me I was like that's how it should be. Yeah. We agree. I feel like you should not be in the delusion that someone is going to work for you nope. for forever. Nope. Even 5 years is a long time. Yep. Especially even, in this business, yep. I'm not even saying like a year is a long time, but I am saying like to be under the impression that someone is going to work for you for forever. Arrogant. I think I think it hurts everyone. Arrogant. Yep. Because what happens is then you get scared. Yeah. You're like, well, shoot, I'm starting to feel a different way. I kind of want to leave yeah. this. I don't want to work here. You know, yeah. I'm starting to move on. I'm starting to think of other things. Yeah. And instead of saying, like, oh, I can talk to my bosses about this, it turns into this shit show yeah. of secret. And this is specifically for real estate. I don't know anything about corporate or anything else. Yeah. This is the only job I've ever worked since I got out of the Marine Corps. Yeah. And that was the only job I ever worked. Before that, I was selling mm-hmm. tickets at a fucking game working mm-hmm. in Delhi. I don't know. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I feel like it hurts people. Yeah. I feel like it hurts the business too, yep. because instead of someone being upfront and honest, and again, this is real estate related. If someone else has, you know, other things they want to come in and talk about too, that'd be cool. I'd love to hear that point of view as yeah. well. But it turns into the secret meetings. It comes into, you know, yeah. uh, all these things to the point where eventually you have to tell your boss, like, hey, I'm not gonna leave, and I already have plans. So now your boss feels
1: You've been talking behind their
0: back. You've been talking yeah, behind their back. Sure now they have. feel betrayed. Yep. Now it just ruins a whole relationship yep. because you aren't able to be upfront and honest Correct. and say, I'm going to leave. Right. But you're afraid to say that because you don't want to be treated differently. Right. Because it's nothing against it's nothing personal against them. Yeah. You person you just personally feel like I don't fit in here or I want to I want a different I want to see different things. I want to have a different change of pace.
1: I want to grow my business, change my business, whatever the case may be. Fill in the blank. And you
0: shouldn't be shamed for that. You shouldn't have to have secret meetings. It shouldn't all be quiet and private. Because I'll tell you, the number one thing I hate on Facebook was seeing someone leave and then all of a sudden show up at a new firm and then I never got like a goodbye or like, hey, I'm moving here, I'm changing here. Like that shit. Yeah, I mean, you guys had an agent... <clears throat> leave and she didn't pack up in all night or anything yeah. like that you yeah, know no. she was and she was up front with you guys she no. was very like you know I feel I fit better somewhere else somewhere else yeah
1: we offered to throw. we
0: offered to <laughs> throw her dude, a party and <laughs> when I heard that was like yeah they offered to throw me a party yeah. I was like dude that made me so happy oh, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. like holy shit yeah. someone's doing I say what I would do I mean it yeah. is what I would have done right but you guys weren't <clears throat> shaming her. wasn't secret, dead in the mm-hmm. night. Like we were like, okay, cool. Well, I'm glad you found your way, yeah, your path. It's
1: great. I'm glad you. We come. support that. We still, we still love that agent. You right. know what I mean? We want, we want. When she worked for us, when that individual worked for us, we wanted nothing but the best for her. Yeah. She no longer works for us. We still want nothing but the best for her. And
0: I felt like that was awesome. It after. shouldn't
1: be revolutionary. Yeah. Well, that think. was the first agent to leave. Am I right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you guys stayed true to your word. Yeah. Um, you guys yeah. did everything properly yeah. and and yeah. when she told me that, she's like, Yeah, they want to throw a party, but I really just didn't
1: want to make it a, a thing. A thing. Yeah. I was like, I was just trying to get tacos in the office yeah too, <laughs> be honest. I mean I wanted to celebrate. I wanted we wanted to demonstrate. The idea is that we demonstrated that we're gonna be true to our word. We wrote it in our policy that this is how we're gonna handle it. So we wanted to handle it that way. Yeah. And then we wanted to break down that stigma that we've all experienced um, in this business which is pack your stuff and leave in the middle of the night no you don't have to do that we're still we're still friends we're still family we're still gonna run into each other on transactions you know it's really awkward when you like pack your stuff in the middle of the night and then like the next day you got to write a deal to like that agent right you know yeah. or in that and you're like yeah and they're like oh hey, you don't work here anymore and you're like, "Yeah, about that." And you're like, "They you didn't say goodbye." And you're like, and you don't want to like throw anybody under the bus. You're like, "They they they wanted me to leave." <laughs> you yeah, know?
0: You are not trying cuz you're also
1: trying to just, save your own name by not tarnishing yeah, someone else's. Yeah, like we're just not in that business, you know. It, it's just awkward and so we literally were like, "Hey, you know, she came. that person came to us and said, "Hey, I think this is a better fit." We just asked some questions like, "Why do you think that's a better fit?" "Did you think about this, this and this?" That person said, I'd like to take some time and go think about what you guys said. We said no problem, we'll set up a meeting.
0: But you guys didn't pressure her into it. You didn't go all salesy and be like, well, I'm not saying like beg, but you guys weren't like, well, if you stay with us, we'll we'll
1: increase your whatever, we'll do this, you know? If you feel that there's a better fit for you elsewhere, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. I may, if I have concerns about it, I may share those with you. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I may. I will share those concerns with you from my perspective. If you feel like the person's going to a place where they might not. That it may be, I, I may just have some <clears throat> concerns or maybe some things that we all have different perspectives. So if I can provide a different perspective, that isn't enough, you know, a, a, a shot to get you to stay here. Mm-hmm. Of course, I want you to stay here. If you're working <laughs> for with us, we want you to stay there Yeah. as long as it's a good fit for you. Um, so, that person, you know, just went and, and thought about those things that we said and said they felt most comfortable going to that route. we said, okay, great. How do you want to handle this? Do you, you know, would you, we would, can we order, you, can we do like a lunch, you know, do you want to do a yeah. lunch here in the office that way everybody gets it? And that person just felt more comfortable not going that route. But what I, what I very much valued was like a week later or, or, or several days later, you know, whatever, we got a message from that person that just said like just like really appreciate how you guys handled that situation yeah and the transition was super smooth because you said and we, we helped them get to where they were going to do with like paperwork and that kind of stuff
0: there's but, no like awkward emails like no it was like, like a, it
1: was like a un unprompted like hey thanks for doing what you said you were gonna do and for us like man it just felt cool you know you're like like Never want to lose an agent. Obviously, we 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 invited that agent on board with us because we felt that they were a good fit. Uh, so we never want to lose. But but small victory in that. Cool. The first time we navigated it. And listen, there'll be more opportunities for us to for us to do this, and we'll continue to work to try and get it right. Yeah. But man, it felt good to have somebody kind of unprompted be like, hey, way to be true to your word. And you're like, cool. <laughs> Someone, you know,
0: and then made so, you guys feel good because
1: and yeah, just when I heard all that, I was like, you know, I wish more
0: more businesses in general, not even real estate, you know, but like, I wish people didn't feel like it has to be this big melodramatic scenario. Corporate was the same way. You know, I have Mm -hmm. to, I have to justify this. I have to yeah. make a point to this, and then yeah. I have to argue back with them because they're going to try and offer me more incentives yeah. and everything like that. I you gotta got to get ready for battle. I got to yeah, get all I my get, armor up so I can go in and tell was, them that
1: I want to do something different for my family. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. God get forbid
0: that. you want to do something
1: else. Like, yeah. It, yeah. I was just very
0: impressed with all that. Yeah. It's um, cool, man. Thanks. Because also, when, like, the our previous front desk girl. Um, when she quit too, we threw yeah. a big, well, I think we yeah. had a Chipotle or something, but Heck yeah. we had like a big lunch and everything yeah. in the back, and you guys yeah. were very supportive. And yeah. I think the trend, do you feel like the transition of something like that is way easier? Because did she, um, when you started, it didn't happen as like a, okay, she's quit, she's not here
1: anymore, shit, now I gotta fill this void. Yeah, no, it. we were able to when when there's open and transparency, mm-hmm. um, man, there can be like a handoff where we don't have to like skip a beat. yeah, so like if you if if they feel comfortable to come to us as ownership and say, um, you know this is what uh, I'm thinking about for my next step, and we say, okay, great, we have a conversation. We decide that that is in fact what's best, and that's the direction we're moving, then we can go ahead and start to bring in you know their mm-hmm. replacement and then we can we can. Uh, just from an operational standpoint, we can smooth that transition, but more importantly from a culture standpoint, yeah. now the individuals who are not directly involved, so in, in our situation the agents mm-hmm. see, they see the new person who's coming in to replace and the old person working together. Yeah. It takes away the drama, it takes away the rumors, the storytelling, what happened, that the, and it breeds this culture of honesty and transparency. Right? And then there's no question, there's no well I heard this. I heard they left because of I heard they got into a screaming match and uh, had to go out in the middle of the night right. or this. Yeah. None of that. There there's it's very open and it's transparent in front of people. We were very open and honest. Now I'm not saying uh, this isn't a, a utopia pie in the sky. There will be times where we can't share all of the details of why somebody's leaving out of respect for that person. Yeah. But if we if we make it the norm where we're putting <laughs> this we're, we have a transparent model. Uh-huh. People then don't jump to the juicy gossip story and yeah. go, "Well, hold on. <clears throat> History has shown me or my experience says that yeah. that this wasn't a good fit and so we moved on and it's not this whole big scandal."
0: And I think that it is like such a big thing um just like how you guys handle that the quitting upfront clear honest. Now, I also do like and this is nothing against other I have to keep saying something against other firms. Okay, sorry. If you take offense to this, fuck you. I don't <laughs> care. Like, sorry. <laughs> All
1: the political correctness just went out the oh, window. I don't <laughs> fucking care. If you take offense <laughs> to
0: anything I say, fuck off or come on the show and we'll talk about it. Oh, geez. Okay. I don't support
1: that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I told Andrew this is my own thing. Yeah. No,
1: <laughs> I didn't know what I was signing up for.
0: because um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get really tired of saying that every yeah. episode. Like nothing against, but I, okay. I'm now, tracking. and I'm not trying to not say I'm not trying to promote 360 Realty, obviously, but I am. You are. You're very good at that. Um, <laughs> the whole concept of the commission, the payout structure. Yeah. You guys made a black and white, very clear. There yeah. is there is no deviating. There yeah. is no. Uh, I'm on the same
1: commission plan. <laughs>
0: there, yeah. yeah. And, and there's no like you know. Oh, you guys. Oh, you, well, yeah. you can make this much compared yeah. to this, or you can make, th- maybe that works some other firms, tell me when it does, but you guys pretty much made it very clear, this is our payout structure. Yep. These are the fee, which, well, literally there was none, but- this, <laughs> Conversation this, had. This is no your fees. cap. This yeah. is the, what do you call it when it scales or grades? I still don't this know. Is like when commission split goes up, as I it's the commission scale. So the commission scale, yeah. like this is it. Yeah. There is no if-ands yeah. or buts. Yeah. This is what you're starting at. Yeah. Done deal. Yeah. We're done. Yep. Yeah. What do you, the benefit yeah. of that? I know. I yeah. I can go on about how I think that that was
1: right. amazing. Yeah.
0: But why, why did you and Adam decide to be like, all right, this is how we're gonna do it? Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. A couple things. Um. And and man, I'll 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 also share where we didn't get it right, you mm-hmm. know, um, because we're not above, man. We don't have this whole thing figured out, nor do we ever yeah. want to do pretend like we do. Um, we commission is one of those things that's always super. Uh, it 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 felt very complex to me, and I I am not saying that I am a smart individual, but I felt as though that I could, I could wrap my head around some concepts. I've had some experience with, you know big budgets and and in terms of, um, you know, in my corporate life and and, and big numbers and managing departments. Like, you know, I I felt like I'm a a fairly competent individual. And one thing I could not understand was commission structure. You know, I I always make the (laughs) joke like, you know, you'll make 3%, but it's really a 6% reduction multiplied by a split, and then your bonus for the full 1% is done at 100%, but if not, it's done at 93%. You're like, where did 93 come in? It's confusing. Yeah. It's confusing. Adam and I said, how do we simplify it? Our whole model comes down to this. If we can simplify the process, so Mm -hmm. the agent doesn't have to worry about the backstabbing in the office, the complexity of the commission, the who got a better deal than I do, uh who's trying to steal my business if we could strip all of that distraction away Mm -hmm. and the agent could just focus on selling we believe that they would sell more our numbers have shown that every agent that has joined our firm has increased their sales yeah so we believe the model is working
0: and you guys i mean no offense but there's no training nope we're not we're not never sat me down like this is the only training i ever got is like at or is like andrew I'm fucking lost, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, we're
1: not we, we have not we have not evolved our business to a place where where we have a robust uh, you know, new agent training model. That is something we're working on and something where we'd like to be, but yeah. that's a different conversation. But you're right. There isn't mm-hmm. there isn't that. Um we we stripped away the fees, the monthly, you know, there's no monthly bill. I don't even have your credit card on file, so I can't bill you anything. You know, I don't want you worried about anything but selling real estate. And yeah. let us kind of handle the rest. Um, the commission structure that we originally went with what had a traditional model in terms of you know there was like a a sixty a, percent commission split and a sixty five and a seventy and a seventy five and an eighty and then from eighty you could cap. Yeah. Um, we had a cap set um, and what we promised our agents is we wanted to go conservative with that the first year because we wanted to run a business and keep the door open but we would reevaluate it and our idea is how do we get our hands out of the agent's pocket and let you guys keep more of your money we continue um to to pull what we need to pull in order to keep the business running to keep you not worrying mm-hmm. about photography and bills and all this kind of stuff. Co- we're charging you for copies. Good night. If I could actually show you what the rate is for copies, it's like 0. 0.0007 cents a copy. Like and firms charge you for this. Yeah. Like we're making money on copies. Like come on. It's it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, we're not going to charge you for, o you know, and we're not going to charge you literally for anything. But In order to do that, we have to make some money off of the transaction. Obviously it's basic business. So we we set a number and we had this commission structure. And then at the end of the year, we said, you know what? We don't need that much. So I'll tell you, that means we, we, in our conservative approach, there was opportunity for improvement. So Adam and I at the Christmas party last year announced that we were gonna be reducing our cap and simplifying our structure, our commission structure. It is easier now, and I. Um, what I will say is, we took away all of the middle steps. It's 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 straightforward. It's a you know it's a 60%, it's a 70%, it's an 80% based on based on your production. And here's the reality: the the thing that I love most about it is you know exactly what I'm getting as an owner, and I know exactly what you get as as a as a fellow colleague. There is no side deals. I don't care if you came in and you sold. 750 million dollars last year. First off, that's impressive. you should probably go on your own. Second off, um, second off, okay. it there's no deviating from from the plan because yeah. what we believe is uh, we have seen um, across collectively all of our experience lots of well that person gets a different deal than that person and that person gets a different deal than that. Person. But I'm doing this on my own, but I but they, I, but help they get the, yeah And we're just saying, I think that takes away from selling real estate. So let's, your plan, I can post it on a poster in the office. Mm-hmm. And based on my production, which are public numbers, you know exactly what I'm getting. Yeah. And my ownership has no implication on on what I'm getting versus what you're getting. We yeah. have the same opportunity. And that just simplifies the process. Yeah. It's about transparency.
0: Yeah.
1: Sorry, that's a soapbox that I No,
0: no, own. but I, I appreciate it a lot mm-hmm. because, you know, well... <laughs> <laughs> One. I thought everyone entered firms and had like the same payout structure and oh, no. this and that and I, maybe there's a benefit I'm not seeing but I'll probably never see to doing stuff how it's done in some others where it's like I've heard of firms where it's like well this agent gets 95 5 but only has a 20k cap cap being how much they pay the firm yeah. and then they get 100% I've heard but then there's another agent who's getting 50/50 and has no cap and yeah. is stuck and then there's yeah agent who's like 75 25 yeah. it's just like this fucking mess right it's confusing and, and then you wonder why agents don't like each other so yeah. they just start talking shit and then yeah. you start having culture to, issues you start having culture issues yeah. then it, it just it all comes back it all comes back into culture even yeah. to you guys payout structure yeah. it was you guys were truly Culture-centric, I mean, you're yeah. still running a profitable business, Everything. Yeah. just because you have culture does not mean you are not profitable. I think no, people don't realize that.
1: What, what the research shows you is that when you have culture, you have a more profitable business, yeah. right? Because culture and positive employee culture benefits the bottom line. The research shows by millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars worth mm-hmm. of research, because the companies like Delta and Marriott yeah. and Hilton and these, I mean, these top 100 companies, right? Apple, Amazon, um, these companies, right? Facebook, they literally are pouring millions of dollars into it, yes, because they get a better culture, better mm-hmm. work environment, that's great, but let's not make a mistake. They do it so that they make more money. It affects, the top 100 companies don't pour millions of dollars into things that don't benefit their Yeah, exactly. Line. Like, that's just not how business works in today, in, in any sort of sense. Um, so yeah, no, you don't sacrifice culture for for less money. In fact, it's quite the contrary. Mm-hmm. You develop. You don't focus on the money. You focus on the culture, and then the money
0: follows. And I've I've always felt that when you focus less on the numbers, dollars, everything like that. It you comes. actually can end up making more, yeah. and you're a lot fucking happy. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're. At, yeah. I enjoy going to work every day. Y- like, yeah, exactly.
0: Like, I don't.
1: I don't get to Friday and I'm like, ah, oh, thank, thank God. God. You know, I literally, I'm like, there. <laughs> it's embarrassing to say, there are definitely times on the weekend where I'm like, oh, cool, you know, Monday's coming. It's yeah. Cool. I'll get back to the yeah. office. Yeah. yeah Not I that I don't love home. I love home.
0: I love, <laughs> I love home. <laughs> but I mean, I'm kind of the same way, too, where it's like, okay, cool. I, I love like going to the office. I love seeing. I'm getting yeah, sad the pandemic is killing me. me. Yeah, that's when I get back to the office. Like you just want. I feel like everyone is gonna have to work. You want to work in a place that makes you happy. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people get into business not for the wrong. I'm not saying trying to provide for your family is the wrong reason. Oh no. But the method
1: to get there, you can definitely fuck it up. Right. Yeah. You don't. You don't want to. Uh, you know. Obviously, the reason that I'm in business is to provide for my family. But I, I'm not willing to step on. I, I don't believe in this notion that I have to step on somebody else to get there.
0: No. And you don't have to. You don't have to sacrifice money to keep someone happy I feel like people who, and I know there's always a thing where it's like well people who make a lot of money are set and there is some truth to that and the people who took a job they didn't want or doing with their parents and they're resenting that now yeah, and sure. there's stuff like that but yeah. I feel like people who made companies where everyone's happy they make so much money and they seem yeah. like they're having so much more fun and I don't I couldn't care if there was five other people making more than them I'm gonna mm-hmm. join yeah I'm gonna join and support yeah. the people because if you can you can make a lot of money but if you're not really enjoying it yeah enjoying making the money then what's the point Why? if you're
1: if you're interested in this kind of stuff i would check out a company i would check out zappos i was,
0: I was literally just about to bring up zappos, zappos cuz i read i read his book in like fucking like 2016 yeah, before I was even
1: they're like pioneers in this space yeah. you know i mean they just i mean from a garage uh, just yeah man uh, I, Obviously, i have never worked there so i can i can only say what i what i know from but the outside but i mean outside, the fact that the guy used to have like Full outragers and raves and yeah. stuff to like yeah.
0: bring the culture with raves. Uh, yeah.
1: Like, yeah, it's wild. I'm not saying that I'm doing all that, you know. Yeah. Adam's gonna come into 360's office. i be throwing a rager out back, and <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have culture issues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but no. Um, my my point is that there are there are some people out there. N- n- none of you know in full transparency none of what i've said today is is probably original to me right i don't Isn't think anyone
0: that? has original ideas uh yeah
1: i i would probably agree with that it 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 is just kind of stuff that i've experienced that i have kind of trying to like we talked about ma- getting those nuggets right yeah. getting those nuggets together and kind of chewing them up and 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 shaping them to kind of fit the vision that that i have and then and then pushing that idea forward you know it's cool yeah, man. Let's go.
0: Well, with that, let's see where we're at. Well, Seven hours, for about... Seven hours, six minutes.
1: Looks like close to an hour and a half, so... I don't um, think you should edit any of this. I'm not, should, uh, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not editing any. I'm legitimately not like
0: what we hear. What we have there, here right? is... Is a full podcast. Is a full podcast. Okay. Disclaimer I mean,
1: time. Okay. <laughs> I mean, at, yes. Do you want any no, plugs, anything kidding. you want to tell people? No. Um, no? No. I, I mean, man, I, I think what you're doing here is cool. It'll be interesting to see. Um... What I love about this is, is you walked into this saying, "I don't know how this is gonna play out. I don't know if this is gonna work, but I just want to try it." And man, I just thought that was super cool. And yeah. so obviously, I wanted to kind of come in and jump on it. Am I gonna think someone's gonna come and listen to an hour and a half? No, but it was cool to just kind of sit down and chat. We'll see. I mean, someone sits down and listens to the whole. Don't say sit down.
0: I don't. Do you not listen to podcasts or books or anything? Or I do. do I do on my mower. mower. On your mower, uh, okay. I
1: listen. I I I have about uh, an acre that I gotta mow every week. Because yeah, yeah, I, I just week.
0: listen, I listen to them when I drive, when I'm working out, yeah. or in the mornings That's just when I... I can't
1: do it during the workout. Really? That's impressive. I can't. Dude, okay, I, mean, I used like... to
0: work out when I was in Spain, worked out a lot. Yeah. I got really got into audiobooks there, yeah. and the guys I worked out with fucking hated me, because the books I was listening to were Star Wars books. And if you've ever listened to a Star Wars book on Audible, it's, dun, dun, dude, dun, it's like dun, it's like dun. sound effects. Like they had like the whole sound studio basically come in. The voices are on point. Oh, All that's the, awesome. It's like a whole production. You're listening wow, to this. Wow, that's cool. And, and they're not short either. They can be like 20 or 30 hours. Yeah, that's great. Some man. of them. But the whole time you're just like in this world. And like I'm working out, and like well, guys would be like singing lyrics. I'm like fucking around and, like saying like yeah. the words of the book <laughs> I am the old father. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um I don't know what I think also I, I start to comprehend when I'm working out or I'm doing something that there's some science to it. There's science for everything. But um for me I actually comprehend better like the books and stuff that I listen to when I'm working out. Um so that's honestly a lot of my education has been through like audio books and podcasts and besides just fucking up. But um <laughs> But that's just been how I learned. I'm like, shoot. And that's then I cool. love having these conversations. Like, I wish I had been recording my conversations for the past four years already. Yeah. You know, I wish I had recorded all. And I'm not trying to do this for a sales You're thing for the or marketing. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, knew, right. You knew it. But um, I just wish that I had recorded so many conversations I had, even growing up or growing up in the Marine Corps, you know. Yeah. Just the things people would tell me. I wish I had. Had on tape, I I had a video, recordings of it. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait till I'm older, till I'm do this. If no one listens to this, yeah, okay. I don't care. I yeah. can listen to it later. Yeah. I can watch these videos later. Is this yeah. Before I was doing it, it was coming off as kind of salesy. Yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. You know, people can come cool. on here. And you, yeah. you know, put your stuff on here to say what you want. If You, you know, I encourage everyone to put in their plugs. But, yeah, sure. But... Well, one thing you're gonna come on here and try and sell my audience a program. You can (laughs) get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Don't you know? Provide some value. You know? Yeah. Don't do don't do the fucking trick like, well, maybe if I provide some value and buy my book. Yeah. (laughs) Or you know, or like without anything. You know, someone has a book. Come on here, but um, that's just kind of what I want to do. Yeah. And you know, it's a platform where people can be uncensored, can say what they want. Yeah. Mm. yeah just let it go and just let it go cool. alright man well cheers mm. to Tea with Tom cheers first episode of Tea with Tom Tea with Tom see where this takes us
1: love is love love is love I Adi- do it